0: Hey, this is episode 149 of the Collector's Quest podcast. It is finally time for Flush with Plush, an episode we've been joking about for probably years, but like, we're actually doing it. We also spend a good time talking about fractional share investing, uh, a brand new bit of nonsense in the video game world. And as you can probably see, this show is two hours long, and I think we discussed five total plushie games so there's just a whole bunch of other stuff that we talk about because video game collecting man it's a crazy time i think this episode falls just short of two hours i was thinking about doing a four minute intro just to hit that point but that's super dumb so uh tell your mom about the show of course give us five stars on itunes and let's go Back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Tyler here with Johnny. Uh, we're here on the phone taking your calls today, guys. Stefan's not here, but I think me and Johnny can hold it down just fine, just like it's 2018? 17? 17? How long have we been doing this show, Johnny?
1: Uh, well, the show's been on for over five years now. Are we hitting our sixth year?
0: I have no idea. So join it's the September. Collector's Quest Patreon. Where you can contact us for investment advice for just twenty dollars a month, not a month. For, I don't know. I was it, making it's tiers. It's so it's, it's, I was it's, making a joke it, about the reserved investments Patreon that started today, as if people keep on top of the reserved investments Patreon and would understand that joke.
1: I mean, a few of them got it, but like our Patreon, our investment tips, it's going to come at our highest tier. You know, it's, so it's, there's going to be other things involved just don't you worry nude photos of tyler or at least topless photos of tyler will be included in that tier
0: you know i i didn't even think about that so only fans is becoming a lot more popular maybe we should go yeah. on only fans collector's instead quest of only Patriot.
1: fans yeah only fans cq penis yeah that's right C- <laughs> cq penis Yes, that's This is that's, our uh, the the family-friendly
0: show. show, by the way. You do make me bleep curses out, which does yeah, take
1: probably have to.
0: a non-insignificant amount of time.
1: Our OnlyFans would be a lot more popular if Cat was still on the show.
0: I'm just going to let that hang in the air for a
1: second, Johnny. Well, nothing hanging over here, Tyler.
0: Cat right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is coming back on the show, everybody. Don't worry about it. Johnny's got it covered, and I know nothing about it.
1: Johnny. i'm reaching i'm reaching out i haven't got an answer i just want her to do a christmas episode with me
0: all right and
1: you'll good. get to edit it and you'll hear it for the first time it'll be great
0: Put in, if i'm not right. on the show i'm not editing it you can edit your oh. own show johnny i'm not your slave but you are whatever it's probably editor. gonna be it's if it's you and cat it's gonna be like 45 minutes long i'll yeah. i can edit
1: that just like this episode 45 minute to an hour episode. right
0: Guys, yeah. this is uh this is gonna be a short episode because Stefan's not here, and so I don't go crazy and not have time to edit it for two weeks. Yeah. So why don't we talk about the first thing that I wanted to talk about? Um, "Quote unquote," the highest public sale of a video game happened again, guys. Uh, oh yeah, did it? A real sale by real, real human sale? beings. Was it? Uh, yes. Are you sure? Yes, $140,000 for a hang tab sealed Super Mario Brothers. Uh I think oh. it was like a 6th print, not that anyone really cares. 9.88 plus.
1: Very oh, real nine, sale. Not
0: an A++? Not an A+++.
1: Oh man, I wish it was an A+++ uh equal sign alpha. You know, umlaut.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a it was a 9.8 9.6 according to Johnny.
1: This is so dumb. It's so easy. Just put whatever the cumulative score is up in the corner and then flip the back of the box over and just be like, seal, 9.6. You know, cart, what like box, 9.2. The end. Everything else assumed to be good. And on, you know, sealed games, just cart, 9.2. You know, manual, 9.4. Cumulative, on the front, 9.6. Like, why why are we doing this crazy... A++ math and you're like oh is, and then you have VGA skills and people are like oh but this uh, coins kind of did this I'm like I don't care who got it wrong first just stop doing it I wonder if someone thinks
0: 9.8 A plus is basically as high as it goes because they're like A plus it can't get any better than that
1: yeah because you would be a reasonable you're like man that thing got an A plus and then you're like no A++ you know the Leonardo DiCaprio meme right now That's that's basically what that moment is
0: Okay, so to to actually go over what happened and why I am uh, dismissing this as if it was a joke is because this is an absolute joke that you should dismiss. So the game was purchased by a fractional share investing company uh, called Rally or Rally D.
1: Tyler, we, we did make a joke about this on the show before, right? Like, Or did we publicly do that? Or did we talk about this like a year and a half ago? just between ourselves, about fractional shares.
0: We have made fun of fractional share investing. There's another website called Mythic Markets that sells shares in things like Magic Cards. I think their big thing was they have an Alpha Black Lotus. So, just to be clear, I can't, I literally can't explain enough of how this website works, because it's almost impossible to understand how this website actually works. They want you to go to the website and think that you're buying an actual share in a physical object, and then that one day they will sell that object and you will just magically get whatever the profits are. And it's it's like no problem investing. I can own a piece of this super exciting game to me that I think will increase in value. So if you look at their actual site, I'm going to start with what I think the most interesting bullet point that they actually do advertise on their site members of the expert network and the advisory board of the manager, the manager being the website are often dealers and brokers. So maybe incentivized to sell the company, their own collectibles at potentially inflated market prices. That is something buried in the disclaimer uh, that basically they're buying these items at fake prices to hype them up. But this company isn't taking a $140,000 risk because they're immediately going and selling a bunch of shares for like $50 to a bunch of rubes who don't they, – they say like, well, it sold for $140,000, so I must be able to invest in at $150,000 when it it might not be worth anywhere near that amount because the only reason it sold for $140,000 is because perhaps the members of the Expert Network and Advisory Board were incentivized to sell the company their own collectibles at a potentially inflated market price.
1: no they wouldn't do what they s- explicitly stated in their in their own print it they is, would do right
0: i i thoroughly encourage everyone to go through both the website there's like a disclaimer and there's like facts and then there's an sec filing which is much harder to read but much more interesting another thing you're not actually buying a share of the underlying asset as they love to call oh, no? it in their text you are buying <laughs> it's called a series So, if you listen to everything I say and you don't understand exactly how it works, it's because it's intentionally incredibly hard to understand how this actually works because they want you to think you're just buying a share of this stupid Mario game. There's something called a series, which I guess is like a company or an LLC or something like that, and the series manages the underlying asset. And you invest as part of this series, and your investment in that series... There's no way to actually trade your share for money. So if you buy in $300 worth into this Mario cartridge, you can't then go into some market and sell your share for $500 if the price of Mario goes up because only the company can determine when the Mario gets sold. And you can't buy more than 19% of the asset. So it's not like you can go and buy up everyone else's shares and then you just have the item. Everything is controlled by Rally. And it another bullet point you can pull off their site. There's currently no trading market for our securities. An active market in which investors can resell their interests may not develop.
1: So you're basically investing into hopes and dreams. Well, I mean, hopes and dreams are positive, right? We should invest in those. I, I don't
0: understand what kind of person would put their money into this. Like, there's nothing that makes sense to me. Like, maybe if you want to spend $50, which is the lowest amount you can pay, to pretend you own a piece of a Black Lotus or Mario, which you don't because you own an interest in a series, whatever a series is, it's like the mental gymnastics you have to go to to think this is a deal is outstanding. But John, this
1: is, it's like one of the worst deals I've ever seen. It's going to be worse than, than, uh, what we're talking about for sure. Like,
0: absolutely. So, I mean, already the worst deal in that the $140,000 sale of this item is essentially fake. And then they're upcharging charging ten, another $10,000 when they sold the, the shares, basically just because they call it a finder's fee. I'm sure it was really hard to find someone to sell you one video game for $140,000, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, if you go into the SEC filings, there is this, like, dense and labyrinthine nonsense. You actually have to open up HTML documents that just display as raw HTML, and then you basically have to go and put that into an HTML parser so you can actually read it, because you're trying to make it as hard to get to this as possible. Nowhere on the website do they say there's a management fee in which... 50% of the free cash flow twice a year gets paid to the manager, which is the website. And I cannot find anywhere. I've dug, I've literally dug through this website. Every word on this website, every word in the SEC filing. Most of the SEC filings. They're very long. It does not explain exactly what the free cash flow is. It could be all the money that they raise from the series and just half of that gets paid <laughs> to the company every year. And this is just one giant scam. But what they do say absolutely gets paid out are operating expenses which are separate from the management fee which means storage security custodial fees appraisal and valuation fees market expenses in connection with the membership experience program i think that means advertising insurance maintenance transportation outgoing reporting requirements whatever that is audit accounting bookkeeping legal related expenses and other membership experience program related expenses such as catering facility management film and photography crew all of that is taken out of the cost of the asset and there's there's nothing that explains exactly how much that is it's you're just basically trusting this company that they you will pay them money and one day they might give you more money for some reason
1: imagine that the like they're saying like film crews and like catering like is the film crew only for one game is it parsed over like does each game like receive an equal amount of money taken out of whatever the investment is for the film crews and the catering or Johnny, is it like
0: allocable pro rata to the number of underlying assets in the series?
1: It, it, this is so ridiculous. Can you imagine that they spent like $50,000 to get like a a professional film crew and like do like (laughs) a whole thing on their company? And they're like, Ooh, sorry. The asset is actually lost money. Like we sold it for $150,000, but that we That means we only recouped $100,000 because we had to pay all these fees. Sorry.
0: Exactly. Or, or more likely, this is a nonsense business model. The company goes out of business. And because you never actually owned a piece of the the asset, you owned whatever a series is, you own a piece of the series, they just take your money and they take the Mario game. And when they go bankrupt, oh, they're going to go sell the Mario game. To pay off their bankruptcy.
1: Yep. Because that will be a liquid asset that goes to pay down the debt of that person being, or that organization being collected on. Not you. That's how, that's how those kind of debts work. So,
0: what we can learn from this. Number one, first of all, don't, don't invest serious money in video games. Especially at all-time high market prices during like the biggest FOMO panic that I think I've ever seen in video game collecting. But even if this website worked perfectly, even if it was literally just money in, and then you can guarantee get your money out whenever you want, and it was actually all. You were really owning the underlying thing. It's not in your hands. Anything can happen to your money. This isn't like a a bank account where the FDIC is going to protect your money. It isn't a physical copy of Super Mario Brothers You hold in your hand. You keep in your safety deposit box. You... Keep on your shelf or anything like that. You're you're trusting everything to this company. It can get stolen. It can get whatever, and you don't know how that insurance works. Why would you put money into this nonsense instead of taking that fifty dollars, that hundred dollars, that five hundred dollars you were going to put into this absolute nonsense and buying your own video game
1: or investing it in something that is actually guaranteed to make money? Like go put the it in S&P a bond or a stock. Just just anywhere. But people like. And people, they talk about this with like magic cards and stuff too. And other digital properties like, Oh, but the rate of return here is so good. The ROI, you know, you know, it's like, I, I get it. Like, yeah, this is like video games are turning over like 20 and 30% profit, you know, year over year right now, uh, compared to, you know, like a a slow burn of like 5%, but you know, that's also gambling. So just, just know if you're doing this, you're gambling don't put any money you're not happy throwing in the toilet and flushing it away. Like, if you aren't comfortable with that as an idea, don't put any money here.
0: So d- don't I mean, put any money into video do games anyway. themselves that you're not comfortable with flushing money down the toilet. If you also buy true. one of these fractional shares from one of these websites, you are literally already flushing that money down the
1: toilet. Yeah, like, if you're buying fractional shares, be comfortable that you uh, did a thing. Maybe you'll get a certificate you can print, and like make an Instagram post about it. And that's, that's going to be your value.
0: Oh my God. Is that what this is? Are they going to like start handing out certificates? Like I own one 3,128th of the underlying asset of this series.
1: This, you know, this is a great opportunity for them to make reproduction black box, hang tab Mario's and just send them to people as uh with like a certificate in them of how much of that they own.
0: I, it's kind of like buying the naming rights to a plot on the moon, or like buying land on the moon, or naming rights to a star, buying and you like star, give that yeah. to an eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's. I've definitely done that before.
0: <laughs> All right, so I've got. An actual good idea for fractional investing. So you know how Ooh. Cards Against Humanity does stupid stunts. One of the things they yes. were going to do is uh, cut up a Picasso and send everyone like a, a half centimeter square of a Picasso. A, a
1: fractional, a fractional share of Picasso. They
0: should do. They should buy a sealed Super Mario Brothers and cut it up with a laser, and everyone gets a little bit of the Super Mario Brothers. Nice. Uh, or
1: you know, better yet, just put it in a grinder and then like. Grind it into dust and sell people little vials of the dust.
0: Like, I I would be in. Because it was Cards Against Humanity. It would be like $10, $20, and I can get a little ground-up piece of this once sealed, sealed but never used Super Mario Brothers.
1: And then oh, if you're honestly. an evil genius, you just ground something else up, and then you pocket that and then go sell <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> no, that's... Because you'll never know because it's ground up. Oh, that's less fun, that's... Johnny. No, that's how the world works right now. Don't you know that everything is on fire and just trash, and that that's definitely the outcome of 2020, not not a happy ending.
0: Johnny, I think we as Collectors Quest should uh, grind up a game. I don't think we can. We probably can't swing a sealed fancy Mario game. Um, we could probably pick up like a Star Tropics, grind up a Star you know, Tropics. I, everyone I'm, gets a I'm piece. willing.
1: I'm willing. Like I have, uh, I have the fancy blender. I have the Will It Blend blender.
0: Uh, which so, is the? I have a Vitamix, Johnny. I'm also a very the, fancy blender person.
1: This is um, oh my god! Why can't I remember the it name? It's not the Vitamix. It's it. It's yeah, the actual the one. Will it Blend? Yeah, I've got the also the terrible branding.
0: Blend. If uh, you can remember Vitamix, but you can't remember the the actual. I
1: blenders. I just can't remember it because you just asked me. It's it's blend one of those things. They
0: should be called yeah, Will tech. it blend in a Blend Tech, and everyone would yeah. remember that.
1: Yes, I absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I, and I've had that thing for like I don't know seven or eight years i was like my wife wanted to buy it and it was like three hundred dollars and i was like are you kidding me it's been a perfectly fine purchase i've definitely i definitely blended three hundred dollars of value out of that thing
0: it's like a lawnmower motor in that thing or at least in mine i imagine yours is basically the same thing it's great it's much better than the stupid ninja blender from
1: walmart oh yeah yeah this thing it's a big difference um, all right. So now that we're 20 minutes into the well, show, no, let's keep talking ne- about
0: our blenders. Johnny, what are you talking oh, well, about?
1: Yeah, I figured we should at least, we can go back to blenders, but we should tell them what the rest of this episode is about because it, it's a big okay. deal. It's part of a three part series, <laughs> uh, that, and I've only, I've only, I've hinted at the rest of the other parts. But this is part one and it is flush with plush. We are finally doing it. We're going to talk about a few collectible plush games, but just know that it's only part one. Part two is uh, totally terrific toys. And part three is Lego, my Lego. And we'll talk about again, games that come with toys. And then, you know, even though Lego is a toy, I think it's like a specific enough and has enough games that we'll talk about collectible Lego games. So that, that came with collectible items with them. So. That's look forward to those other parts coming, coming uh, soon. We announced flush with flush. What? uh, 2017, 16 or something. So probably uh,
0: at least three years ago.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it will come on that schedule at least that's, that's what I can say. So yeah, man, Tyler, I can't believe we're going to have like six years, like in September or in October.
0: Uh, you're gonna hit six years with your uh, and I think you just uh, t- i'm I'm just gonna say the original host I don't remember how good he was, but those shows were they have pretty they, poor audio quality and they're hard to listen to,
1: yeah, and that well and then there was the cat ones, which the audio wasn't much better um huh let's see, man is this I think this is like your anniversary month all right, or just ended like. What, Is this your third year track. now?
0: Should I? I'm going to put, I'll, I'll put my collector's quest anniversary on my Google calendar going forward and we can yeah, celebrate it every time.
1: Yeah. Cause you and Stefan like came in like a year apart, but in the same month. Sure. So, yeah. So, uh, anyways, yeah, here we are. Flush with plush. Do you want to talk more about your blender before we talk about games?
0: No, I just want to let everyone know I tried to keep my energy up while I was talking about fractional share investing. Um Tyler, because the rest this of this is, episode's about plushies that come with games.
1: Look, this is a it's a throwback episode, but uh, you know, to like, hey, five collectible games, it it's a series I like to do. It's something a little more lighthearted, uh, because as I alluded to, and if you've ever, I don't know, opened up an internet browser, a paper, anything like that, looked at the news on your phone and you just went, Wow. The world is definitely a toilet right now. Let's—I just want to talk about something more fun than that. Or if you've like tried to go into your hobby and then found out people are selling f-ing fractional shares of <laughs> games, but not even really selling shares of games—they're they're just shilling you out and taking your money. That sh- hurts my heart. So I want to talk about something more fun than that, and we'll That's talk about. That's a fantastic plushies.
0: idea, Johnny.
1: Yeah. Do you so even we'll like plushies? plushies. I don't and they like and I want to make it like I don't care about plushes I like my Yoshis which we'll talk about but I want to be clear on this episode we're not talking about plush collecting like there are a bunch of Nintendo plushes there is a whole like collecting scene around like plush Mario's and Yoshis and Goombas and the whole works that never came with a game. They can be very expensive. I don't understand. It's a frightening world. It scares me. It, it's it's like the world of furries. I know it's out there and it's like complicated. And I'm not here to tell anyone not to do that stuff, but I don't understand it. So I'm just going to talk about the stuff I know. And that's these are games that actually came bundled with some sort of plush item. So that that's the thrust of this episode. Yeah, retail video what games. We're talking about. I hear we both yes. still
0: collect those. So this is going to yeah, be a real do. interesting episode with a perspective of people who collect retail video games.
1: Yes. Uh, the, co- like I, I was so short sighted when we named this collector's quest, it should have been investors quest. So, or make that, make them dollars on video games. Y'all uh podcast, which now, is I, like what IQ I see cropping up. does
0: Oh, IQ peeps. We're the smart investors.
1: Yeah. Oh, that, Ooh, that's a segment. That's a segment guys. IQ peeps. <laughs> Investors' quest, where uh, Tyler—that's going to be headed up by our best investor, Tyler. So
0: yes, it's too bad that the best investment is already gone because apparently Rally did sell out of their hundred fifty thousand oh. dollars of Mario shares.
1: So did they sell one hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of shares, or did uh, they sell more they shares? Like, or they, like, they said how many people did... bought?
0: I think three hundred people bought in, or three thousand, one or the other. I don't remember which one. Probably three hundred.
1: Like I. You would think that they have all these fees and they're going to deduct out. They would sell more. So I'm I, like, you would oh, think. Oh, I'm they, pretty they sure. Saw-
0: again, go through the SEC filings. I'm pretty sure they can issue more shares in, in like certain situations. Is a weird, very hard to understand business. Try to understand it. I I dare everybody listening to this to go to their website and try to understand how it works.
1: Like I. Have you thrown $50 away on something dumber? Because, I mean, look, I... I, Look, and it is a point of privilege when it's like you live in the world and you're like, I guess I can throw $50 away. I've done dumb like that, like on jokes and stuff. But is that where we're coming from? Or is this like, did people take this serious? I don't know. Someone's going to have to tell me why.
0: I'm going to... So, what is it? I'm going to do some some quick math here. If 300 people bought in, they bought in at an average of $500. So, this isn't like go out for dinner money people are spending real money on no
1: nothing but but if it was 3,000 it's only 50
0: okay but that uh, so it can't be 3,000 because there's no way that everyone only bought one share because people would have bought
1: more oh yeah that's that. true yeah okay yeah hmm crazy anyways uh flush with flush games so lighthearted lighthearted is uh, great this one yeah I like I, I think I've mentioned it on a previous Christmas episode but uh Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer for the Wii and the DS, that that gem, right? Everyone wanted to play that. That's the old claymation one. Like, it's even old for me, but if you remember, there's a whole series, Christmas in July, and, you know, the Misfit Toys, all of that, or the Island of Misfit Toys, excuse me, all that. This game is simply Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Um, there's also Santa, we wish you were here, but this one comes with the plus. So if you're familiar with those misfit toys, if you like the frosty, the snowman, uh, the are not frosty, the, the abominable snowman, the elf, uh, Rudolph, if you are familiar with these characters, there is a version of this game and I can't even direct you to eBay. You're going to have to Google search to find the image. I, I, I'll post one and I have posted one before in my feed, but it is The game is in the middle and to the right and left, uh, is a plus attached. It's ridiculous. They're like, I don't know where they came from. I don't know how long they were out for a while. You could find them for like 50 to $70, but I haven't seen any on eBay in like, I don't know a year. So they must've been snapped up. People must be hoarding them. but And the same thing went for the DS. There's also a version which just has one plush with it. Each one comes with the Rudolph plush, its namesake, and then one other random plush. So there's like various different assortments you can even get of these. And I think I have an example of each that I'll take a picture of. But like really, you're probably looking at like a $50 game if it just pops up on eBay But if a collector knows what they're doing, you'll see like the $300 one sitting on eBay. Um, Don't buy that. But if you are a fan of those, and I like to buy some Christmas stuff, and that's why I have these. Like some game, you can post an interesting picture of Christmas. This is a good one. The plush is of a medium to low quality, so don't don't beat it around too much. The stuffing will fall out of it, uh, pretty sure. So that's it. And then we'll let Tyler talk about uh, probably... The hottest console in collecting right now. So, Tyler, wh- which one do you have here?
0: Oh, I don't get to weigh in on Rudolph?
1: Oh, no, you can. Do you want to you tell me? No, about, actually, what I, I missed everything
0: Rudolph. you said because I fell asleep not caring about that game at all.
1: Yeah, I figured. Um, you don't need to. Like, do you need to? We just talked about how we're trying to be it. more. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, well, we're being more upbeat here. And you're just like, oh, this seems <laughs> like sorry. a nice place for me to take a dump. We'll just uh, drop it right here.
0: So I agree that it does seem like something that someone could probably ask $300 for and see what happens just because it never shows up. It also on the same token seems like something that deal extreme or uh deal tavern, deal tavern might just like put up 400 copies of one day.
1: Yep. Absolutely. All right. So the, uh,
0: the next flush with plush game is the only game I think about when I think of plushy video games, it's Shimogami Tensei devil summoner, Raidu Kanzohoa versus the soulless army Raiho special edition, on the PlayStation 2. And I cannot believe how much this game has appreciated in price. Um, just so everyone knows. If you don't know what this is. You've probably seen it before. Because I see it. It like stands out in everyone's collection picture. Just because it's one of those things that everyone who has modern games. I kind of see has this on their shelf. It's the Shimigami Tensei game on the right. Of this kind of a foot by foot and a half plastic box. And then there's a black and white plushie of a guy who's like white in a suit. I'm sure he has Raiho. a name. I'm going to guess he's Raiho. Yes.
1: R- Raiho. Yeah. Raiho.
0: Uh, yeah. And so the only reason I know about this game is because I very specifically remember in 2009, they were clearanced out on Amazon. Clearanced out or pre-ordered. I can't tell because I went and searched because I bought this from Amazon in 2009. I have zero interest in Shimogami Tensei but it must have been on places like uh Digit Press, Cheap Cheapass Gamer. People were like, "Oh, this is an Atlas game. This is a Shimagami Tensei game. It's only $36 for the limited edition." And uh I guess it was a pre-order on Amazon cuz Amazon gave me $2 back a- after they shipped it um and it went down to like $35 or something. So, I remember the day everybody went and bought these specifically to hold on to it as like quote-unquote investment Uh, so there were a lot of these out there and
1: i looked it up for the first time again
0: 20 minutes ago and they're going for two to three hundred dollars does not matter if it's sealed or opened it's bananas right now
1: yeah this is like literally you you do you're right you see it on there like if someone's got a modern collection you see it just sitting there i don't know what happened like because this game was everywhere and i was like Uh, I should buy it. I should buy it. Like even when I first started talking about the plush episode way back when I was like, I should get that for the plush episode. Like you say, like I even had it in the, this is one of the ones I'm going to talk about from like super old notes. And then I went back to buy it. I'm like, Oh, it's like $110 now. No, I don't want to do that. Now it's like $200. I don't know what happened. It was everywhere. Like you couldn't stumble into a GameStop like for years after that. And they'd be like, when they open up the thing, like try and give you a game, there'd be one stashed in the back covered in dust, you know, a few spiders on it. And, and now here we are. Now so it's a, a bona fide $200 collectible.
0: It's almost like it's popular because it's so common because everyone has seen it before. No offense. I know there is Shin Megami Tensei game. Uh, Shimigami Tensei fans out there, how many people, how many of you people who have this in your collection have it actually opened and have played Devil Summoner 2? Because I had it in my collection for something like nine years, and I never played it. I eventually got rid of it. I gave it, I literally gave it away to a friend because it was worth nothing at the time. But it's it's just this weird game that I've never heard anyone talk about the actual gameplay.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I've ever heard anyone talk about, but I I mean, I know, I don't want to you know, say people don't play it. Cause clearly they do like people there. There's too dedicated, a fan base of that game to say people didn't open it and play it.
0: I guess then why were they clearancing out all these limited edition plushie things for $35?
1: I mean, but that was back then who knows what's going on now? Like it probably, the problem was that they probably made way too many of the special edition thinking it would sell. And I think it was like an $80 special edition when it came out. And then people are like, oh, no, thanks. Because that's a reasonable response to that. And uh, now, you know, now it's not that.
0: Got a 7.3 on game spot. It's got unique real-time battles. It's not a turn-based game. Like, I don't even know anything about the game. I just know Persona. Forget the rest of the Shin Megami Tensei games.
1: Yeah, get those Persona 1 and 2s on PS1. Eesh, those have gone up. I uh, uh, don't even
0: want to look. I'm going to guess Persona is probably like a top three PlayStation game right now. Uh,
1: I don't know, but I can tell you that Persona gonna- on the PS1 right now. Let's see. I'll check sold listings. I don't want to just check like whatever high price someone's asking. Um, and I don't want to check Game Value Now. Oh, we got to talk about Game Value Now. Um,
0: oh, you mean Game Value Now slash Wada Cereal Never look up.
1: Yeah, that okay. one. Um, so, yeah. Persona 2, a sealed one, went for 400, 500, 400. Here's a mint one for 385. That's Persona 2. Persona 1, uh, 345, 325, 325. Okay. All right,
0: it's bananas. It's not top three. Yeah. Um, top three, just because I'm curious. Now. It was mo- still Mortal Kombat 3, Jewel Case, uh, JoJo's Bizarre even. Adventure, and Trombone. Uh, very Did boring. Jo- Those are the same games. Hold that on. Been up there. Did JoJo go up? Jojo is $334 according to Game Value Now.
1: Wow. I mean that that's comp Damn. persona too was <laughs> so. Well, Noah more. is
0: like 300 dollars right now. I can't even look at prices anymore these days, man. This is man, crazy. I, can I tell you
1: how happy, like, and I know that our listeners don't give a shit and they're like, yeah, I guess, congratulations. But I'm so happy I fucking finished the PS1 set when I did. I decided at exactly the moment, if I was ever going to complete it, that it was feasible to do so.
0: That sounds great, Johnny. I'm so happy I finished my loose SNES set and then decided that PS1 would probably be the next logical thing, and then coronavirus happened, so now I'm never going to buy a PS1 game again.
1: Yeah, that's probably... Like, man, it's so hard. Like, it used to just be like, oh, I'm in between sets, so I'll buy fun stuff, and now it's like, I'm in between set collecting forever, so I guess I'll just buy random fun stuff. It's without a plan. It's gross. I'm not enjoying it over
0: here. I know. I do need to kind of focus myself more because I am kind of all over the
1: place. Uh, I I bet that's happening to some of our listeners, too. I bet, like, you know, everybody, uh, you know, the, the famous Tyson quote, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face by coronavirus. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of people's plans went right out the window. And, uh, you know, here we are in 2020, just like, you know, going, oh, hey, this is all right. <laughs> this is fine. I'm sure this is fine. I like there was. I, I found an old tweet from George R. R. Martin, and this is back in May, in, or not May, in uh, March, and he was being funny, right? Uh, as funny as he can be. I, I hate George R.R. R. Martin. I hate that fat boat captain. Uh, I It's his cavalier attitude to shitting on his fans that I don't appreciate. Uh, like, you shouldn't shitting on the people who make you money. Uh, and their justification, like, they're justified in feeling a little frustrated you haven't finished a book. Anyways, that's the George R.R. R. Martin rant. Anyway, so he wrote this quote, uh, he car this tweet and he said yeah 2020 was directed by me and this was in march so in march the very beginning of march he wrote this and you i'm like wow that that's like imagine that by march 2020 was already a garbage fire of a year because we we're like australia was on fire and like things were still really bad and then all this happened but i got uh banned by his twitter account because my response to him saying that was oh i guess it'll never end and it sure has felt that way.
0: Uh, so, well, hey, that means that yeah. perhaps the real George R.R. Martin read your tweet and actually clicked No, on... it.
1: was de- it was definitely his
0: publicist. He doesn't oh, know how to tweet. Give me a break. I don't, I don't know how how famous is George R.R. Martin. I guess pretty famous. So he why is he tweeting bullshit if it's his publicist? I don't know.
1: Because don't that know. was like, because people had already made that joke. Like, people made that joke about 2020 before he tweeted it. And then he was like, here's something funny for me to say. Her derp, derp, so like, get out of here it's it's not inspired much like half of the writing in the game of thrones novels Ooh, sick burn but still better than the yes yeah, still better than the uh, game of thrones series especially those last two seasons yikes yikes okay yeah it's totally not relevant uh to what we're talking about let's move on i'm gonna talk about a new plush game that you guys should be picking up right you guys ready I'm not are you ready? It. I'm sorry. You're gonna buy it. You already own one of them. Yoshi's Woolly World for the Wii U, and you're thinking, "Wow, is that collectible?" Okay, there's two ver. Well, there there are multiple versions of the game. Uh, there's a big box version, and you can get with an amiibo packed in a, a yarn Yoshi, a, a small one. Not the, there's a mega yarn Yoshi, which is expensive. And it's a, an amiibo. It's you know it was a Toys R Us exclusive. And uh became very hard to find. They even did a reprint. The price still went back up. I think he's still over $100 now. Um, but these ones came in like the... Like uh, there's like almost a standard big box size for the Wii U. Same as like the Animal Crossing box that came with Amiibos. So this one comes with a green Yarn Yoshi. There's also a version with a blue Yarn Yoshi and a pink Yarn Yoshi. All those boxes look pretty much the same. But they are, uh, you know, specific to the color amiibo that is in there so the blue one has a picture of the blue yarn yoshi on the side of the box so uh watch out i've seen people put the wrong one in there you know trying to like pull a fast one back when like the pink or the blue one had more cachet than the green one so uh be careful of that but those are only you know right now they're like 40 to 60 dollars like well johnny that's not collect- very collectible here's the follow-up back uh f- or a few years after this on the 3ds Yoshi's Woolly World uh, created a sequel, and it's Poochie and Yoshi's Woolly World. Poochie is a little yarn amiibo dog that is in the Yoshi game with him. And that game was just, it was like a $40 game on, on the 3DS. And it, you know, they even like bend the amiibo box to get it in this thing. So it's horrific that that's how it was done, but that's how they got this in there. And it's this little plush of a little wool woolly Yoshi's. St- yarn style dog and that thing goes for 150 to 200 dollars depending Say if it's new or sealed What yes so 3ds collecting has gotten pretty expensive like there's some like weird top end stuff and this is one of the ones that that people are after and it's a first party nintendo game and it comes with this little amiibo that i am i don't know if it was exclusive i thought i saw i thought i saw them loose so it's not the exclusivity of that it's the exclusivity of the box so, there I
0: can't you go. give crap to first-party Nintendo stuff, because I know someone out there wants everything first-party Nintendo that's ever been made, but that seems crazy to me. Another one of those games that some people... I've heard definitely more people talk about playing the Poochie Yoshi game than Shin Megami Tensei Devil Summoner 2, uh, but well, wild. Poochie you know int- is not a popular Nintendo character. He's Poochie. no.
1: You know, wait until he's a Smash Brothers character, and then he'll get popular. Whoa. Or, like, Yoshi. Like, I want them to make Spec a yarn pick. version. Look, I want them to make a yarn version of Yoshi in Smash Brothers as a DLC character, and I just want one of his moves for Poochie to come out and, like, grab a character by the leg and, like, throw him. Like, that's not too much to ask, or shake him. Is Waluigi I think that would in awesome. Smash
0: in any form whatsoever? Is who? And I'm you, sorry. Waluigi? Um, I don't play Smash. I'm sorry. I, I don't even I have mean, the I, latest one.
1: I don't know in the new one if Waluigi is. I don't think he's ever been in Smash
0: in any form. Mm, I don't know, but he should be if he's not.
1: Yeah, I mean, they should be, because, I mean, he's in the Mario Karts.
0: Yeah, so why is Sonic and Solid Snake, and now you want Poochie, and, like, all these stupid Fire Emblem characters that, oh my god, specific Fire Emblem characters, get out, we don't need this many over one of your core villains, Waluigi.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with that. Anyways, what's exciting about this, like I said, is it's a first party. You're going to see a lot of games with like dumb plush items, especially in the world of limited run games and boutique, you know, uh, special editions. Plushes are going to become more of something you see in the future. What's good about this one is it's a first party Nintendo one and it comes, you know, around a core tit like a core franchise title like a Yoshi. You know, Yoshi is associated with Mario. The level of separation to a Poochie is what three from Mario He's, you know, third down third tier from Mario. But it you know, part of that core package. And a lot, like I said, a lot of these, you know, you could buy uh Franklin the Turtle, which you know comes uh which is a GBA game and also a television series for children. So there's a GBA one that comes with the plush Franklin, but no one gives a shit about that. Definitely spend your money on Poochie instead
0: um i'm gonna say so, yeah. so that franklin the turtle that's one that's like you can buy a new old stock right now no problem if mm-hmm. you're interested in that i'm gonna say buy that before buying poochie because well, i don't know when this new right. old stock dries up because just me watching the <laughs> atari stuff that was like ten dollars for 40 years and then all of a sudden someone would literally buy 200 cases of the same thing from one seller on ebay uh is wild
1: Yep, and then it suddenly that game sells at auction for five thousand. Uh, yep. Whatever makes lots. Whatever Spider Man. <laughs> all right,
0: that didn't all. There was. Uh, I'm talking specific. So Donkey Kong in television was one that like clearly sold a ton of copies from a single seller, and then that seller like jacked up prices to two hundred fifty dollars. He was selling it for twenty, and then by the end of like all the people buying them, he jacked it up to two fifty. He's like, I don't. I probably still got a thousand more of these. Let me charge two fifty to these idiots.
1: I, you know, that guy's kicking himself for not making all that money for all those years, I guess. Game collecting is so weird right now. I like it's hard to even process. People are like, oh, you should talk more about investing. Like the world of collecting is so unstable right now. It's hard to put a serious note and say, here's what you should be doing. This is the truth. There's a lot of like these new speculation podcasts and uh, YouTube channels popping up where people are telling you like what you should be investing in and like what you gotta be doing. But all of that is hogwash nonsense. You know, there they are unicorn farts in the wind. None of that shit is real. Like nothing is real yet. Yes, these things are happening. But the amount of data right now is so small. And it is- this is such a weird situation. This is such an outlier situation to be in. I hope. God, I hope this is an outlier situation that we remain in that you can't. Like I'm not saying you can't take it seriously, but you gotta you have to understand what you're in and what you're dealing with, and be prepared for everything that happens when you're not in the middle of an outlier.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. What were you gonna add should, to that? should I give a shout out to one of these shows that has literally zero listeners? Because I think it's no, no, because okay, that guy no is out. trash. Yeah, don't look for any game investing podcast. Game investing podcast. dot com. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> I'll bleep, it out. I'll bleep it out. I'll bleep this it out. I'll bleep it out. This
1: guy, like this guy, is so bad. It's a so these coll- he some even of them collect
0: games. They act like video games have only existed, like in general, for two years, and then they take this sales data. We have probably 20 years of pretty good sales data for video games. They take the last two years and only the highest, highest end sales, like three points of data. And they extrapolate a line and they're like, this is going up. It's going to go up forever. And it's, it's crazy. It listening to it. Like my mind is melting because it just makes no sense.
1: Yeah, like, all these motherfuckers out there right now, uh, bleep that, uh, they're all like, they think they're <laughs> Indiana Jones, you know, they're like, digging up these archives, they're like, has anyone ever seen this? It's called a Super Mario for Nintendo, you're like, yeah, yes, ah, you've never heard of these relics, let me show, they belong in a museum, of w- lot of cases, let me show you my shelf, where I bought 40 of them, guys, don't worry, definitely 100% transparency, Bought 17000 dollars worth of wada games this month or just games. 20 of them were water or something. Like, that's the world of Instagram and collecting right now. It this is such a weird time. It definitely is. Like, like be responsible with your spending and be patient. Anyways, uh, that's some real information. Now, now let's have a debate, Tyler, because this one's yours and I don't like I don't know how to feel about this one or what to do. Tell us about your your uh, plush pick here.
0: I don't even, so I literally found this. I typed in video game plush, maybe some other term on Google, and this was one of the first thing that popped up. It is Hollow Knight. It comes in a very Nintendo Switch game looking case. It's got the Switch logo in the upper left. It's got an ESRB logo in the bottom left, but it's just the plush and it comes with a digital copy of the game. Um, and there's there's a lot of other stuff like this. There are games like collector's editions that come with a paper disc and a DLC code, which is bananas. Like all, yeah, of like uh,
1: Unravel is one that like you can get. That's kind of the same deal. Yeah, and
0: so two things strike me. One is obviously does it count? It's a digital game, but it comes in a box. Two, this. There's like a series of Hollow Knight plushies. This is an 8-inch version. I've seen 12-inch versions of nearly an identical thing. So you can get a better plush cheaper than this, but it, it wouldn't like count for what you probably... You just probably want to put this on your shelf because it's a nice compact size, literally made to fit in a DVD box so you could put it on your shelf and never look at it again. No, it's got a clear front. This is probably one you'd face outwards and be like, ooh, I got that that Hollow Knight. That's a cool game.
1: I mean, uh, that's... You know, but there are all, like if you look at like um, God, what's what's the website? The IM Eight Bit website. Um, like they've got plushes. They so yeah, fango They have lots of plushes for different things, right? So there, there's this whole series of like I said, there's people who collect plushes. Hollow Knight is pretty popular. He's got a lot of different plushes. Um, so you yeah. know who knows? Like it, like maybe this is desirable to them. I don't. Like, I don't know. I don't think it counts. Like, there are people who argue 100% that there are, um, you know, DLC boxes because it came in a retail case. It counts. And like, you should collect that. I don't know how I feel about that.
0: There are like Xbox 360 games that came with pre-order bonuses that come in like Xbox 360 cases. Like those don't count. That's all just like bonus nonsense. Like I would probably buy this. If I was collecting a Switch, I would probably buy this. It's like $30 used, and by used it means someone probably bought cases of them and then took out the codes and sold them, and they're trying to get rid of the plush now for $30. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it seems like something that would look nice on a shelf. Assuming you're collecting Switch games, because Switch games are all just like a sea of red and then four million big boxes you have to put on top of your bookcases somewhere because there's so many special editions. But this would be a nice one you could just have sticking out on your shelf, I
1: guess. But most of the games have a non-special edition where you don't have to have a ridiculous box. I used to want to be like a guy who bought special editions, but now like, unless it is like a really cool game that i have some attachment to I'm not, I'm not involved with special editions i know i'm missing out on potential value later but it is so ridiculous and strength can cons- uh space constraints are so real like i just don't want to i don't want to be involved in that and plus all the like not all the special editions like retail first party special editions you get way better stuff than like limited run special editions in general um sure. but still still not great
0: the best special edition I, we probably have had a whole episode on this best special edition if it's like four times the size of a dvd case but exactly the same height as a dvd case and just cram it full of whatever i don't give a shit if it if it's that form factor it's perfect
1: yeah like what and like whatever system you are like i wish i wish you could like i could talk to uh, people who make the packaging and be like look whatever your marketing team has decided the special edition needs to be the same size as the regular edition and it can be as wide as you want, but it needs to yeah. like, it, it, need, it has to be the same height, it has to be the same height and the same width, uh, you know, the depth or the same depth, whatever the width is, it can be 20 games wide. It'll fit on the shelf. We can make it work. The minute you make it too tall or weird or smaller, it's just stop it. You know stop. what I
0: bet you have? Do you have the, uh, Arkham Asylum limited edition? Because that's the one big that shaped like right? a batarang.
1: Yeah. No, I don't. Uh, okay. it was a game I debated. Like, I, I couldn't decide on that. That was like one of the early special, like I, that was like, as I was moving away from all special editions back on the Xbox 360 era. Okay. So,
0: yeah, I mean that, that correct time to move away from that. Just, I'll, I'm going to give a special edition hype story. This is a terrible, I don't like bringing up these really stupid sales. Um, just for the record, Fallout 3 came on Xbox 360 in like this with big crate and the crate oh, yeah. had a lunchbox in it and the lunchboxes were available sealed forever because they were just whatever leftover lunchboxes. I don't know. People People probably bought the limited edition and sold the Pip-Boy out of the limited edition and then they were left over with the lunchbox that no one wanted. Inside the lunchbox is a sealed first print of the game there and the lunchboxes have been like $200. No one's buying them all day an auction for a sealed fallout three went for like $550, even though you could just buy the lunchbox, which would probably ship even better protected for $200. And obviously the lunchboxes is sold out immediately after that auction went stupid. Um, but I think the point is it, it wasn't just a lack of a, uh, basically a lack of knowledge that the lunchbox contained the same exact item that people were overpaying for It's that they didn't want the form factor of the lunchbox. So I strongly believe that people going forward are going to shun limited editions as much as we do, because who has the space for this crap? They're just going to want a a nice regular copy of the game.
1: Well, it's always incredible to me. Like whatever I feel about our special editions being stupid and ridiculous. Then you look at the Japanese special edition, a country that has even less space and they are crazy. They're gigantic. Oh man. What's that girl's name on Instagram? She came out of nowhere. It's like a, I, I want to say she's a Japanese girl, but that feels like uh, a, a white guy telling someone what their race is. And that feels crazy. Uh, anyway, she is of the Asian heritage. It, it appears to to uh, my eyes anyways. And uh, she's got like crazy tattoos, but she's always like and like always has like a sword and a gun, you know, in all of her posts. And she is always with these gigantic special editions. I don't know what's going on in that house or what her life is like. But the special editions is like this one came with like a, a one fifth scale mech, and it's like six <laughs> foot tall, and in our house you're like, what the hell is going on here? Like these giant statue. So Japanese special editions are crazy. Uh, I'm sure they like we collecting at- statues and stuff,
0: right? I I'm I, I'm basing that on basically anime bedrooms that I've seen in TV shows.
1: Yeah, like, look, the, the rest of the world, especially Japan and Asia, is, is a lot different for that than I think we are. Uh, and plushes, too. Like, the uh, plushes are way more popular over there. And, like, I, you know, people keep saying, like, oh, Johnny, like, do you really believe that plushes are expensive? I want you to know that a Mario, 5, Mario Party 5 plush um, from Nintendo Japan went for $5,000. There's a white Yoshi that what? went for 12000 <laughs> Hold
0: that, the phone. What are you talking about? Yeah. I'm First just, of all, these are Mario Party plushy. Five. Pl- what? Jo- oh, uh, too many things are happening right now, Johnny. My brain needs to yeah. process. You need to slow down. Yeah. For five thousand uh, uh, dollars, you can get a really nice either Nintendo statue, like a promotional statue, or a really nice sign. You're telling me a plushie went for five thousand yeah. dollars?
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, like a Sinai world of Hudson Nintendo Soft.
0: globe, the one that every store had is less than a thousand, and that would be the yes. one that
1: uh, I don't. All right, Johnny. Look. I can't, there, I can't, prod- I'm walking away. This is, I'm done. Nope. All right. You got to come back. Here's a, Stefan might get this one. A mother two Mr. Saturn, big plush figure. There was only 500 of them made that went for $800, a lack two plush from 1993, a UFO figure. That one went for 750. Come on. Hey, Ooh, a donkey Kong country plus with a store display sign. And it's an employee promo, $610. So if you want to spend money on plushies, you can definitely waste your money on them. That's all I'm saying.
0: I kind of like the old, the, the common Donkey Kong ones that have kind of the hard face. I just don't, yeah. I don't feel good buying plushies because every t- I'm kind of a germaphobe. So I look at it and I'm like, ah, some kid probably drooled on this for like five years and now it's on my shelf. Great.
1: Yep. Uh, they, you know, whatever plush like I'm not disparaging those people they they like them cool anyways uh I don't know if hollow knight counts back to what we were talking about I'm going to say no um but and like I don't know if that's like a popular will be a popular plush in the future but let's round out this episode this is the last plush game we're going to talk about and it's the one you've all guessed we were going to talk about it's the most obvious one it's the one that draws all the eyes and it's you know on N64 We're talking Rampage 2 Universal Tour. Okay, so there's Rampage 2 Universal Tour, just a regular box, and then there's this weird big box, uh, which came out and like N64 collectors really got hot for this. About I want to say 2011, 2012, they they like really took notice of this game, and uh, people started looking. It was like, oh man, these plushes are hard to find. No, like some random. I think like Joan was one of the first people to show when he had a sealed one or something. And they're like, oh, this is like a 500 dollars game. Then it became a thousand. And you know, it's just just it's just Rampage World Tour with a, a little plush in it. People think it was a Walmart exclusive. I don't know if that's true. So there are three different plushes you can get in there. You can get George the monkey, Ralph or Curtis, that's the werewolf, and the rat. These are those two are like new characters the games. There's six. Characters in the game, three new ones, three old ones, uh, Ruby and Lizzie. You can get a Ruby and Lizzie plush, but these were Kmart exclusives. They were not packed into the game. The George, Ralph, and Curtis are keychains, you know, so they will have, they say Midway. There's a little tag on their hand that says Midway. They've got a keychain coming out of like the, the back of their neck, top of their head. But there's these other plushes, like I said, Ruby and Lizzie, that will sometimes go for a couple hundred dollars. You'll see them on eBay from time to time. They're not keychains; they're a bigger form factor. Uh, I heard they were pre-order um, pre-order giveaways. Not again. Not sure. That's just like what I've heard. That's what anecdotal evidence. So take that as you will. But that it is a game that to this day uh, is like. One of the N64 gems, right? Uh, especially of if you were just talking retail stuff for N64. This at the very tippy top. It's like this and Tarzan, which might get talked about in totally terrific toys. I don't know. We'll we'll see if that makes it in there. But yeah, it's uh, a game you can spend a lot of money. The boxes are usually in like beat condition. It's hard to find a nice one, and you know, expect to spend a lot of money on it if you want this.
0: Yeah, probably. Rarer than uh, Sculptor's Cut. I mean, oh, almost sure. definitely rarer than Sculptor's Cut. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe comparable with the Sculptor's Cut manual or something, but uh, yeah, these are uh, definitely super hard to find. I think there's some kind of divider in the box that uh, separates the plushie from the actual yes. game. There, do you have is, one of there.
1: these, Johnny? I do, yeah. Okay.
0: Cool. So, yeah. W- also, one of three N64 boxes of non-standard size, so maybe interesting to collect just because of that. I mean, you should just buy it if you can find it, because these are so hard to find that just... Yeah, like, this is something that...
1: Yeah, if you stumble... Like, there's not any uh, completed on eBay right now or anything, Um, so, you know, if you find it, then buy it. Oh, there's a... Like, right now, here's a big box only someone wants. It's like an okay-shaped big box. It's got some stickers on it. Oh, no, it's... it's, I'm sorry. It's totally trashed. The boxes are... Have the side flaps cut off. They want $879 for uh, the shell of a box.
0: Great. Cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, there is one on eBay. One watched in the last 24 hours for $1,200. Near CIB, no (laughs) keychain.
1: Oh, yeah. It's hard to find uh, the keychain.
0: So I said there was some kind of a divider thing uh, because I read that in a YouTube comment. But apparently it's just... A big empty box and it's got that little standard cartridge slot so just don't listen to me because i don't know what i'm
1: talking no, about it, i mean that it's not like the standard it, it looks like it it looks because it goes all the way down it's not it's not in the same factor um i can show you a picture of it later okay so, just uh
0: make the the promotional picture for this episode just a an interior shot of the rampage box with no context nope. make sure you can't tell that it's the rampage box
1: yeah oh the other thing everyone calls it like the rampage keychain but these like according to the promotion sh- and on the box and everything these were rampage babies so <laughs> these figures you could find these one of these three uh rampage baby you want a rampage baby here you go so anyways that's the big day that's the Flush with plush episode we did it Woo! i'm
0: so excited johnny um yeah. you know what i'm, I'm I want to roll back my thing because people are going to tell me I'm wrong. Star Fox 64 came with a rumble pack. Pokemon Stadium came with a transfer pack. Hey, you Pikachu came with a
1: microphone. Gauntlet is standard form and came with a figure. Uh, Tarzan has a bigger box. Yep. And okay. uh, Rampage has the big box.
0: Uh, and then there's that Majora's that Mask thing, but that doesn't count. F- that.
1: No, that Majora's
0: Mask does not count. That. All right. I just wanted to make sure that I'm not giving out bad info. Good info. Go find a fractional share investing site and dump like $500 in it just to diversify your assets.
1: There's also Pokemon Stadium, which came in a wide box. But they are like the same height as the uh, regular N60.
0: Oh, wait. is Oh, this big box is even bigger than those? Like, I've never Um, even seen
1: one. The Rampage box is the same size as those. And then... um, Like the one that's like truly a weird size is the Tarzan box. The Tarzan box looks like a display box. Like it looks like a store display, like because it just looks like a blown up N64 box. Like, Oh, and for the like, here's how I got mine. Um, I didn't know. I, so I, I bought like a lot of boxes back in like 2005, like for N64. And I got this box. I'm like, why is this display box in here? Thought it was a display box the whole time, had no idea it was was rare or valuable or anything. And then all of a sudden people were like, You ever heard of this? And it was like 2009 or something. And I'm like, Yeah, I've heard of that thing. I think I have that thing. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's like the rarest N sixty four item. I'm like, wait, what? And I like I had to go out to a box in the garage and because I wasn't collecting N sixty four at the time. I just like <laughs> it's just in the garbage like, pile. I well no like I used to go and like try and buy out video stores right so I just had like boxes and boxes because people like really wanted to buy N sixty four boxes for some reason so I was like yeah I'll I'll keep one like every time I find one I don't have I'll keep one for myself and sell the rest and like I can tell you I almost threw this box away like four times because it didn't fit right in the box that all the other (laughs) N sixty four stuff was in so I had to like wedge it down and and some other box so yeah you know.
0: just, just for some context here, it is hard to overstate how much N64 was perceived as garbage in the mid two thousands.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Like this is, it was literally like, like I couldn't find Super Nintendo and Nintendo games. Genesis games were getting harder to find, so I was just like hitting stores up, like, oh, you got, and like lots on eBay because you know, uh, looking for value propositions. I'm like, you guys got uh, N64 boxes? Buy manuals. I would buy lots of boxes. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's how I got this stupid rampage box.
0: Good job. Just on,
1: on accident. I'm not the rampage box. The,
0: uh, yeah. The one that didn't come with a plushie.
1: Yeah. The one that came with totally terrific toys. Oh, 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 yeah. Anyways, we'll talk about that. Uh, I'll give give uh, that a round of applause. That's because applause is the maker of those toys. Just Ah. Uh, doing it. All right. Anyways, uh, yeah. So if you are looking for some high end collectible plush games, you want to diversify your portfolio with uh, some real gems, then you know what to pick up because we just told you. Fantastic. Yeah. Should we move
0: on to the second part of the show?
1: Yes, we should. Oh man, who who was it? Who gave the summary? Was it Red who gave like us a, a really sh- summary? Blah blah blah. Second half of the show, uh, some arguments. Johnny Monocle voice. Uh, bye. <laughs> that was the summary. And, and, like of, Stefan of every bought show. a one
0: of a kind thing that no one has ever seen before. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It was it was so accurate that it hurt my heart a little bit. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's that's pretty much what we do here. That's that's the dog and pony yeah, show and that we've. Uh,
0: People like comfortable things that are very familiar to them. We're not here to bring bring you something different. We're here to bring you new information. Every I'm here to
1: be week. the HGTV of your video game collecting world. Just get comfortable and let the formula just wash all over you and feel good as you eat some ice cream and you know chat at the wife no that's hg that's exactly what i did with hgtv
0: earlier and think about like oh i might do that one day i might buy a rampage one day
1: huh i could do i could like we could take out that wall maybe like that's a good idea that would definitely give us sight lines to the children you know
0: This sounds like, uh, now we're not talking hypothetical. We're talking from experience, Johnny.
1: No, my, my house is already like kind of my wife and I actually don't love fully open concept. Not that anyone gives a shit. Uh, I like a little bit of divider in my, but you can see from my living room already into the kitchen and the dining room. So we're open concept enough.
0: That's just great. Everybody wants to know that,
1: you know, if people talk about how great open concept is, but I have a toddler, you know, he's 20 months and uh talk about rampage baby that's that's what he is and just like toys go from everywhere so if the house was any more open like my nightly cleanup would just be so much harder it's already (laughs) difficult i like every night is a scavenger hunt for me i'm like all right let's find the there's 11 blocks because we lost number 12 let's find all 11 tonight johnny huh okay let's let's find them that's uh Like, here's a fun story. Like, uh, my son, I don't know where he... We say he's got a a pocket portal that he just shoves things in. So when I can't find something, like he's got a fire that's his favorite, like, I will just, if I don't know where it is, I will just release him in the last place I saw that or thought I saw him with it. And then he'll walk over and pull it out of wherever it is. (laughs) Like, I was cleaning up in the garage and I had the garage door open. I was putting stuff in my trunk and I could not find it. And I'm like, where is I? I looked for an hour, and then I just like opened the garage, and put him out there, and obviously with him. And he walked to my car, and then patted the back trunk. And I'm like, is it really in my trunk? Opened up my trunk, sitting right there. Smart kid. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, I don't know about that, but he knows where his shit is. We'll, we'll see. I don't like to. I don't like to be like he's smart. I don't want to. I don't want to put too much on. Him. It's a lot of pressure.
0: And uh, just because we're talking about JD, and I want to. Uh- Get my questions out. Has he destroyed any video games yet?
1: uh He tries. He tries sometimes. Like he, he loves to run in my office. Like my, because working from home, my wife will like bring him up to see me, and he like run in and he like grab some stuff. He'll throw some stuff out. Like, <laughs> like, he, like the first thing he usually hits is the Genesis games, which I'm like, okay, those can hit the ground. Uh, they've got like a hard shell. But sometimes he goes for the N64 stuff, and I'm like, yeah, those can hit the ground. They're garbage. Uh, But sometimes he looks at the Nintendo stuff and I'm like, the NES stuff. I'm like, no, no, boy, back away, back away. But like, he, he like pushed my office chair and just like started careening towards the Super Nintendo wall. And I'm like, oh God, how many boxes will be damaged?
0: None if you have Collector Protector, this episode's sponsor. What a segue that we uh, got into.
1: Yeah, do it. Talk about Collector Protector.
0: I just got my first order from them. I bought. $300 $300 of uh, wow, you box went for protectors. It. Yo, I went for it because you, you hype up, so they sell both the 0.3 millimeter and 0.5 millimeter. So I don't have to guess if this is one of the companies that sells the good ones. I bought the 0.5 millimeter, which are a solid dollar each. There is like no bulk discount, you are spending a dollar per thing. And then, so I bought like 200 of those and then I bought two uh, NES deluxe set protectors and like a Game Boy box protector, just like some console boxes I, I have that I either don't want to Best for
1: console, bo- like the, really the nice. best for console boxes. Like they're, it just sounds like a lot of sizes.
0: They're like 20 bucks, like probably 30 to 40 with shipping, but like pretty reasonable for how big and specific of an item it is. And oh my God, does it suck to spend $300 on box protectors. Sure but you like mentally you're like it's a dollar per game obviously it's worth a dollar per game obviously it's worth a dollar per game and then you buy them all at once it's like $300 dude
1: i live that life every time i go through like i'm just like uh every time we do this another round of, like i'm that's why i'm not done because box collectors came out after i already owned like 5000 games and it was just like uh. <laughs> it's just a dollar per game <sighs> john it's going to be worth yeah. it if something ever happens Yes, totally agree. But then when you buy it, like, that's why like people are like, why don't you games all have box protectors? I'm like, cause I'm pacing myself and I want to buy some video games before I buy all these <laughs> box protectors. Like if you were just like, if I could just every eBay purchase, just like add box protector for 50 cents or a dollar, I would just do that from now till forever. Like yeah. never think about it again. Um, like, so video game stores take note, like, did you just get my 50 cents? I don't have to think about it. Like, and I'll probably do it on like stupid things like PS2 games too. Like, I'll just click that 50 cent or dollar buy, just add that dollar, just get them all in there. I don't care. Um, because yeah, when you have to buy them in bulk, like buying at the time you buy a game, no problem. Buying in bulk later, oof, hurts the wallet.
0: It sure does.
1: Because then you start doing the mental comparison what cool game am I not buying for $300 because I bought these?
0: Yeah. Especially in a time when like prices on stuff I want are rising, but I needed yeah. them. Like I've got, <laughs> I've got so much garbage I need to put in box protectors. My, my stack of unsorted games is getting ridiculous now. Uh, I will say my my early early first impressions review they are much higher quality than uh, the ones I've been using. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do because I've got ninety percent of my games are not in box protectors. The other ten percent are in the crappy box protectors, and now I've got these, and I. It, you know, I want all my consoles to be all in box protectors or not in box protectors. So what I think I'm going to do because SNES and uh, N64 are the same, I'm going to move all the crappy ones onto my N64 games and all the good ones onto my super Nintendo games. And then maybe like for like Atari and NES, just replace all of them and maybe save the other ones to ship things out in.
1: I don't know. Box protectors, man. Yeah. I didn't know you were going to talk about, I, I guess this kind of turned into a serious
0: discussion, huh?
1: yeah like this i didn't know it's look i i like collector protector the only thing did do they all have the film on them still because i know he's got his new brand out he just also started making his coffin cases that's coffin with a k because you know why not um that's also i think part of his last name is that right no i don't think that is god i i know his last name i'm pretty sure i'll have to look no his last name starts with a b so that's not correct um yeah, Sorry. They, did they all have the film on them?
0: Yeah, they they've all got the film on them. I I haven't even taken the film off of one yet.
1: That's uh, the that to me that's the worst part. is like taking the film off of them because it's so hard like for a few games totally easy the right choice. But when you start th- again, it's the bulk issue. If it was one at a time, no big deal. But when you're doing like a 100 of them, you're just like, fuck, why? Why?" I mean, so it's
0: I- it's one more thing in my flow because I I Go through and now I catalog and clean every single game. So it's already such a process for every single game I buy. Literally, it takes two seconds to buy it now. I spend probably at least three minutes on every game as soon as I get it. So yeah, Yeah. it's just another thing in the workflow.
1: Well, I'm glad you have like a whole workflow. I like I have no more time to budget. Like I'm so out of time for everything. I'm so behind. I'm just like. I'll never catch up. I can't do anything that like if it takes another minute, I don't even want to do it. I've stopped wiping at this point. That's how I'm saving time. Yeah,
0: I'm all about wiping.
1: Yeah. Get those germs kidding.
0: off. Gonna wipe yeah. everything, Johnny.
1: No, I like I I wash my hands so much and I'm so like fastidious right now that my hands are like I'm a greasy Italian dude. Uh like I don't ever need conditioner or lotion. Like I have soft hands and they will just forever be soft because it feels like I apply some cream or something to them but uh because of everything that's going on all the hand sanitizer I have to use and uh washing my fingers have started peeling and stuff like it, it's real weird like I've had chap lips once in my life and that was weird for me I didn't understand what happened like I just to have oily skin so that this isn't a thing i'm used to dealing with like peeling skin i just i i don't even know what's going on i'm like why like i never have rough elbows doesn't like it's not a thing i have soft feet soft hands just oily just oily human uh, so every every stereotype about greasy italians i guess uh you know i'm living that life
0: gross johnny awesome yeah um, what I do want to say is, I think you're incorrect about the coffin cases. Is that something that Rose Colored Gaming was coming out with?
1: I thought, I thought he did. Well, maybe so he's was got rose. hard
0: acrylic cases, but he just calls them hard acrylic display cases. Oh, does
1: he? I, you know, I totally in my brain, like, are you thinking said, of
0: like this over engineered thing that semi permanently locks a game in? I'm pretty yes. sure that's Rose Colored Gaming. Oh, is
1: that Rose Colored? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because like their hard cases came out around the same time. I'm glad you corrected me. Okay. Um, yeah, cuz they both came out with hard cases at the around the same time. Um the nice thing about collector protector though is if you if you look, that's why that's why I thought it was. I like cuz the collector protector is with a K. Yeah. So I thought that's oh, why the okay. coffin case with a K. Like are you sure that's not a joint venture? I'm pretty sure it's got to be.
0: We're doing it live.
1: We're doing it live. It's got like is eating into the minutes of the show that I said we wouldn't go into that but what <laughs> it's
0: fine um coffin with a k this does not look like a collector protector it is coffin with a k though but it is a rose-colored gaming product he doesn't say anything about does not say anything about it this product this looks ridiculous these these coffin cases you need like a little bit of plastic to open them i don't get it twelve dollars to store a dvd I would rather get a collector protector, which is already pretty thick for a dollar. Like really big props to collector protector, not just for having a higher quality product because I like having the best stuff, just their prices on the weird size stuff. Like the Game Boy box protector is $5 for the Game Boy box. That's something that so few people would buy that you would, you could just charge $20 for it because the people who want it would pay it, but it's five bucks.
1: Yeah. you, uh, You should reach out to Jeff and tell him how much you like him.
0: No, I don't want him to raise prices on me like n64 controller boxes six bucks with 350 shipping that's such an no, esoteric
1: I, thing like they're usually because they he i think he's based out of las vegas him or his brother I, he's got a twin brother and they're like based out of las vegas or at least one of them is and one of them does like comic book art and has his own comic but they're usually at the la conventions so i usually get to see him we say hello they had a booth by us one year so i got to meet him and talk to him so nice guys I guess he doesn't
0: uh, go to Portland, huh? Because we were thinking about setting up our own box protector booth at Portland.
1: Well, I, well that was just like, honestly, if, if we go uh, and have a booth, I'm just going to buy a bunch from someone else and then just, you know, charge whatever, like a dollar, you know. Get we'll like the like crappy 25. eBay
0: ones. No, charge $2. Okay. People will pay it. Are you kidding me? They need them. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, we'll do it. And uh, then we'll have our, that like the Patreon stuff will be in there. So, ooh, patrons get free
0: get, box protectors.
1: May, maybe like one free po- box protector for, for come for seeing us at a show to all patrons. <laughs> that,
0: that'll be your reward. Here, have yeah. a. You can get a DVD case one. We like you this much. Oh, you're a second tier patron. Have an SNES box protector.
1: I mean, they're all basically the same cost. So it's just like it's between fifty cents and a dollar. Just pick one. Uh, like we'll bring a couple of different brands. We'll we'll make so many quarters. It'll be awesome.
0: Great. Great, Johnny. You're yeah. I what? see you. You're the one who likes relaxing and talking to people at shows. I am hundred percent, and I need to buy everything before all these other. Are, are you kidding?
1: W- w- weren't we both hunting like madmen like at the last oh, show? Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm probably thinking two years ago you were probably chilled out. I don't know.
1: Well, I like we had a booth and I had to be there, but like I was also like in and out as much as I could. I don't want to like man the booth uh, the whole time, but you know, do what we got to do. Um. All right. Next, like this year was gonna be so good, just makes me sad. Oh, um, we would have already done it. of the cock already... block
0: of this year, can you imagine how insane it's gonna be for the like the first hour of next year, like the first uh, show that opens, whatever it is, MGC. I don't know.
1: Oh Man, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be nuts. This, but we were supposed to already have been in Portland and done it. You know, we were supposed to be there in July this year. Like Jeff was gonna meet us there. Like we were gonna have a whole little crew. It was gonna be nice. See this 2020 is such a it is just a such a middle finger and I again don't care about your political beliefs on this I don't care what side you believe on it it doesn't really matter it doesn't mean this year doesn't suck Hmm, there see how easy that is we can all just agree on that one point this sucks real or manufactured sucks yes all right Let's, uh, let's talk about what you bought. Let's not talk too much about it, though, because I know you only bought, like, amazing stuff, right? Ooh, I did only buy collecting. amazing stuff. You, you, look, I'm telling you, you're definitely winning collecting this week. Tell Great. me what you bought.
0: All right, so I wanted to give a special shout-out, because I have given them a special shout-out on uh, every platform I have uh, a voice on, which is very, very small platforms. This is my biggest platform. To we Play Games in Las Vegas. Um... I have been buying EA Sports variants like an absolute madman because I'm shoring up my 100% complete in box Genesis stuff. So I have the complete Genesis set. Uh, Now I'm going for inserts, basically, while I'm cataloging everything as I go along. The one pog that I am not a million percent sure of is Bill Walsh College Football. There has been an unsold Bill Walsh College Football for $70, Seventy dollars, I think, on eBay. Probably since the dawn of time, because no one wants to pay seventy dollars for Bill Walsh college football. We play games in Las Vegas, I, so I basically uh, I gave up on eBay and I went searching through Google. And I, you know, you go through all these little game store websites. Sometimes you find like some weird thing you're looking for that's not on eBay. What What do you know? They have five brand new copies of Bill Walsh college football for twenty five dollars. I'm like, wow, that's exactly what I'm looking for, and that's the right price for Bill Walsh college football. And then I bought a Seems bunch so of other price. games with them too. Uh, I, I probably I spent like three hundred dollars total. Probably bought ten games. Um, the next day, they can't. I didn't buy all of them. No, I'm not trying to flip them. I'm not like, oh, caught you slip and bought all your Bill Walsh college footballs for twenty five dollars. I bought one copy. They canceled my order, uh, refunded it, and then raised the price of every single game I bought. By fifty to one hundred and fifty percent. So then, all of a sudden, Bill Walsh College Football was, I think, sixty dollars on their website, which puts me back at square one. I just wanted to open a sealed Bill Walsh College Football. I'm not. It's, it's not worth sixty dollars yeah. to me.
1: So this is we play games in Las Vegas. That's we
0: play games in Las Vegas. Go eat dicks.
1: Yes. You Thank like you. seriously? Just go get a find a bag full of them and just uh, do one of those competitions and see how many you can get into your mouth in like under ten days. Like, so, just you should have to eat them for 10 days.
0: One of the things I bought, I bought a complete in box John Madden football for $6 just because I'm missing, I think, the the clamshell variant. It was worth $6 for me just to roll the dice on either getting a box upgrade for my cardboard box or the clamshell variant. I didn't even care. They, they refunded that and now it's $20 for a sight unseen John Madden football on their website. You know who will never do this to you save point video games in charlotte north carolina
1: or forgotten
0: freshness in mechanicville new york great great
1: game stores yeah or lost levels gaming like just all the bevy of get like um oh i don't want to forget trading games will never do this to you all the good game sellers out there that have an online presence like go check out lost levels go check out forgotten freshness go check out trading games people who won't be total dicks to you and save point video games. Like you and I were, were, were we buying from forgotten Freshness? No, we were buying from save point. You and I both uh, saw that same lot of like PS2 stuff, right?
0: Uh, yeah. So save point yeah. is my, my local store now and forgotten freshness is my old local store. Okay. Uh, but yeah. I, and I, I love what well, they're both like the best places to still talk to. Yeah. They're,
1: online. they're both great. Like they will, they'll, they message you back on Instagram then, like, you can call and place your order over the phone if that's how you want to do it. You know, they'll take extra pictures if they are great. Uh, you know, they're a store; they might be busy, so it's like don't like be a reasonable human. Like that, there's real people in front of them; they have to handle that first. But they always get back to me. Super great. Every store I just mentioned. Again, let's we'll, we'll say it again: Lost Levels, Trading Games, Forgotten Freshness, and Save Point Video Games. All great stores. And I know I'm forgetting some. And I feel uh, yeah, bad. There's a bunch like, of good stores. Um, but, like, obviously. those are four that I use a lot.
0: Yeah. And, like, Trade and Games, I know that their website's not, like, old stuff that's out of date that's, like, oh, I caught you slipping. Because you can look up, like, Donkey Kong in television and they'll have one for $250 because they're on top of their shit. And I love Trade and Games because they had... All Star Baseball '97 on the Sega Saturn for eighteen dollars when it was like the last game I needed for the Saturn set. It was the only place I could find it, so uh, I will forever always want to give that store a hug. Yep. Anyway, what I actually bought, um, yeah.
1: I got some. Well, that's what you didn't buy. What did you get?
0: Yes, I actually I bought two sealed copies of NBA Showdown '94 for the Pogs. Those those are five dollars each. I will I'll post on Instagram about my Genesis Pogs. I'm very excited about these EA Sports Pogs. I got a Leisure Suit Larry for IBM PC, which comes with a napkin. And because it's a napkin, it's such a weird item. That's like the feely. So the game starts in a bar, Lefty's Bar, if you haven't played Leisure yeah. Suit Larry. And the napkin is from Lefty's Bar. And it's always the piece that's missing, obviously, because it's such a weird disposable item. Uh, it went up for auction. $75 was the minimum bid. I basically expected to lose it for $200. I, I My max bid was probably around $160. Because just because coronavirus, like, everything's crazy. Like, you'll see games like Fallout. Like, Fallout is not a rare PC game, but people want $250 for a copy of Fallout now. So I bid $160 on this. I was the only bidder. My jaw hit the floor. Because Leisure Suit Larry is a really desirable Sierra game, especially the the first print. And even the seller messaged me. He's like, I can't believe no one bid against you on this. And he shipped it, and I got it. I'm very happy with that. Nice. Uh, I got a a DOS Mega Man, which comes in the purple box.
1: Um, gross.
0: Childhood game of mine. Weirdly, I bought it at a garage sale for a dollar as a kid. I don't know where that copy is anymore. It was complete. Um,
1: uh, just go back to your to your mom's house and be like, "Hey, mom, my game? They
0: constantly find stuff from when I was a teenager and send it over to me. They just found a box full of ColecoVision games and the ColecoVision expansion module steering wheel. So I'm excited to get that back because who doesn't want some ColecoVision stuff? Uh, I think nobody cool. wants ColecoVision
1: stuff No You know, my mom also brought me a childhood item It was an uncut sheet of Star Wars cards Cool That Yeah, nope Uncut sheets of stuff I, I guess people like them I don't know why I got it I think my mom got it for me for Christmas from QVC And it was like, one of those things Oh like, cool, no I, I don't know what to do with this and then you just like slide it under your bed and forget about it? <laughs> or in the garage. I think that's what happened. And I think they moved like a couple times, but and just she found it in the back of the garage. So yeah.
0: Was it the like the what era of Star Wars are these cards from? Like early two thousands?
1: The these are the tops trading cards. Oh, um, not the card game? No, no, no. They're not they're not. It's not uh okay. it's not the TCG. All right. Well I know nothing about them then. These are Yeah, so there was like these tops. There was like three series of these uh, tops cards, and they were like... They're art cards, too, so it's not like photos of the movie. It's like uh, different arts and like some Ralph McQuarrie stuff, and there's a lot of different things going on. They were super cool cards. I collected them when I was like 15 or something.
0: Okay, so they're pretty old. Not to call you old, Johnny.
1: Um, No, I'm kind of old. I'm like 41.
0: Yeah. So Star Wars cards, uh, there was like a period probably around 2015 where I thought getting into trading cards would be fun. And like the trading card market now is it's literally out of control. But even five years ago, trading cards are just this absolute nonsense, essentially legalized gambling. Um, and oh, one yeah. of the hot things at the time was the new Star Wars boxes, because now these Star Wars cards, they'll like chop up a prop from the movie and they'll embed a little piece of the prop in the card. Yeah. And it's just a like sports of card with the jerseys and the bats that they put in the cards. They chop up Star Wars props and costumes and put them in cards.
1: Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. The costume cards. Yeah. It's it's wild. What co- Like, whatever, it, like, back in my day, the crazy thing was like, oh my God, all of these have a chromium print on them. Holy sh**. photorealistic yeah it's like oh yeah like these ones had the the reflector cards right so they're like etched and you can see through them and you're like whoa (laughs) amazing okay what is this technology that brings me these sweet collectibles uh Anyways. uh, I'm just going to make up
0: a price here just to give a a concept. These aren't like three, four dollar packs of trading cards. You You spend like $600 for a box of these and it comes with two of the good cards that have like a prop in them and essentially the rest of the cards you just throw out because you're only buying it for the two good cards.
1: Well, there's like a I think Upper Deck is doing one right now where it's like two cards in the pack and it's like one of like five cards or like one of ten cards and it's like a a $2,000 pack or a $1,000 pack of cards, and it's like two or three cards. I'm like, that's hardly a pack. That's like just buying a card. That's just printing to demand at that point. Like, ingenious
0: right? business model. Absolutely Man. ingenious. But as someone who thought they were going to get into trading cards, so I bought a lot of wrestling cards.
1: Um, oh, good choice.
0: Yeah. so It was the first like kind of high-end WWE set that came out, WWE Undisputed. So that'll date whenever that is. It's probably like 2014, something like that. Um, But then I also bought like the ones that are essentially meant for kids. um, And then like, all of a sudden you buy like a $20 box, like I get like my autograph, I get my my shirt card. And then I have this box of essentially garbage that I feel bad throwing out, but it's not even worth the space it takes up in my house.
1: Yeah, throw it away. Yeah, like, trading cards they're, are they're little they're like trading like those kind of cards are worth nothing. Um, and I'll talk more about this. Is that everything you bought? Are you done? Cause if not, I'll, I'll go into what I bought.
0: Uh, I do. I do have my, my one best thing. That's going to beat anything oh. you bought.
1: Well, no, I have nothing good that I bought. So go ahead.
0: Uh, I got, uh, charumera Zelda. I don't know how to
1: pronounce oh. that. Oh yeah. That is sweet. I, I'm jealous. Go buy me one, please. Uh, <laughs> I
0: wish. Uh, so I actually, I saw this, uh, Yamatoko posted it on Instagram of all places. And that's where I saw it. And I messaged them and I'm like, please just tell me when you're going to put this game up, buy it now, auction, whatever. Just tell me. I'm a very serious buyer. I want to buy this. And I hit like an automated message and they never got back to me. And I've had an eBay save search set up for it. And uh, it didn't even hit eBay. They put it on Yahoo Auctions Japan. And I happened to see it two days before the auction ended. So uh, just to explain what this is, a ramen company uh miojo charumera probably not how you actually pronounce it uh for the launch of legend of zelda they had a contest where 1500 winners this was i think january to march of 1986 and zelda so was released in february of 1986 uh they sent out a famicom a famicom disk system and a special copy of the legend of zelda Essentially identical to the retail copy of Legend of Zelda, but it has a special prize sticker uh, on the disc itself that says, like, Charumera Ramen Prize on it in Japanese. I don't know. I can't read it. Um, So there's 1,500 of these, and also the Famicom consoles they came with are branded. It just says, like, Charumera on the sticker of the console. I don't have the console. I don't really care about the console. (laughs) I wanted the copy of Zelda um prices for this are all over the place uh the last one i saw sold for a thousand dollars and that was essentially so someone could give it to frank Sefaldi so he could dump it and confirm that it's exactly identical to the retail copy of the game which it is so it's essentially uh hundreds of dollars for just a sticker on a disc which is also probably very easy to fake but i felt rather confident buying it from Yamatoko. And it cost cost me... I was the only bid on this. My bid was 500% of what it actually ended up selling for. Uh, And it cost me less than a Complete in Box Ocarina of Time. And there's 1,500 of them. It's probably the earliest verifiable print of The Legend of Zelda. And probably one of the rarest Zelda variants. And I got it less than a copy of Complete in Box Ocarina
1: of Time will cost you now. Yeah. So So keep that auction, saved. Tell me when you find the next one. Yeah.
0: So uh, just... uh, Hot tip: Don't follow the mainstream, especially when prices are three hundred percent of what they were three months ago. Go find some some neat stuff that no one will bid against you on, like Leisure yeah. Suit Larry and Charamara Zelda.
1: Yeah, buy something else. Right now is the time not to be in the soup. Um, yeah. All right, buy a EA Sports variants. Those are fun, right? Uh, are they?
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how many co- how many different variants of pga tour 2 is like a game that should have only been on shelves for a year i can't even comprehend how many variants there are of that game hmm. i don't know all right johnny you can uh you can now i i have domineered this part of the show so l- let me hear what great it's stuff a, you've been buying
1: oh no it it is like i am definitely in a world where i'm just like i'm not buying that much stuff right now uh well i'm buying plenty i'm just not buying video games um, this is like the first time in a long time where video games is not where most of my hobby money went. Um, like I bought, like, here's how exciting it is. I bought We Party, which if you've never had the extreme pleasure of trying to search for We Party, just the game on eBay, go ahead and type the words Wii and Party into eBay and see how many games you get. It is a dumb amount of games. There's no amount of minus signs like you run out of like to make it a reasonable search. I ran out of characters to put in to uh the search bar on eBay before I could remove all the games in Wii that have party in it to just get it down to this one game. That's so
0: <laughs> We're starting off with a banger, Johnny.
1: Yeah, it's such a banger. Look, <laughs> this is the top of my list, so it only goes downhill from here. Actually, no, I bought some PS2 games I, from that same sale. Like, I, I got uh, Wild Arms Alter Code F. Um, I got Wild Arms 4. And that one I got from eBay. But then I bought uh, Boktai 1. Uh, the Sun hey. is in Your Hands.
0: All right. So uh,
1: for the GBA. That, Wait, where did like, you get
0: that from? Did you get that on Instagram? Yeah. I, from the same. Oh, you bought it from Save Point yes oh you probably got a great deal on that i messaged them like 15 I, minutes after they went up and they're like oh we have everything you want except for tie. you got my boktai
1: yeah because you were messaging me did you see this and i'm like yes i'm already messaging me? them." <laughs> yeah you were messaging me about that but i was i didn't respond to you because i was already messaging them oh my god all right because right. you're like look at this i, PS2 I, stuff. I got so I'm much like, good
0: stuff from them as usual
1: but, yeah uh, like yeah, and there was, like, one game I forgot that I asked for that had already sold. I was like, damn it! <laughs> it was a PS2 game.
0: Yeah, I jump on top of them. Because their prices are always so good. I was talking to them about their Paper Mario. Uh, their Paper Mario, it wasn't in, like, the best condition. It was fine. And they're like, man, this game has really shot up lately. Yeah, you know, it's $40 less than I said before. This game went up too much. <laughs> they're pretty
1: cool. Yeah. No, they're look, there's a reason we said they're great. Uh, they are. Like I said, I buy from them. So, um yeah, two of those games came from them. Very happy to deal with them, um, and that's pretty much the big list. You know, uh, cool. I had some games that I like came in during this time frame, like uh, Disney snowboarding and uh, Disney sports football, Disney sports snowboarding, Disney sports football. Which you're like, who gives a shit about those? Except uh, not GBA, the snowboarding. To be but, clear, right? Yeah. Yeah, GBA Disney Sports Football is a game that's getting kind of hard to find. So, like, I bought it from Europe, and it took three and a half months to get here. So I am. You know, that's why I set up that, that uh, mail forwarding thing, and I'm like, I'm never doing this again. Um, let's do it all at the same time. Yeah, so I bought other stuff. I bought some Star Wars stuff. I told you briefly I'm I'm fighting with someone on a on a different forum who's trying to screw me out of my money for buying a Star Wars toy. I just look, I just want my sideshow Star Wars figures to put on my shelf. Look that it's Johnny wants to make his
0: adult dioramas and be like this I'm done.
1: Yeah, exactly. It is I told you it's exactly how it was as I played as a child. I just set them up in a cool pose and I leave them there. And now I have fancy cases just to leave them there. And no one tells me to clean them up because they look, uh, air quotes. Nice. <laughs> 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 yeah. So anyways, that's it. That's, uh, that's what I did. Uh, like I said, I didn't spend that much money on games. I, I've got some other strategic purchases coming up and like that. I'm not telling you about just cause they're like, I'm going to post them for Halloween. So I want to tell you guys now, I mean, I'll, can tell you but i don't want to tell all the listeners yet i'll get to see it later it's not like those are that exciting either i just you know like to keep something for halloween to be for halloween because yeah. you gotta buy be buying now especially if any of it's from overseas yikes I actually i don't even save tra- for
0: halloween johnny Do you? it's basically halloween season so we're recording this it's uh, uh september 1st september just went into september 2nd for me that's halloween season now
1: oh yeah We're, we're already there. I am so like, it's so sad that this year is so sucky and I'm so excited for Halloween. Like my son's like old enough for me to put a costume on and walk around in it. Like it's going to be great.
0: I don't even know. Are we like going to, I mean, we're probably going to get trick or treaters, but we need a very social distance way to deal with them. We don't know if we're going to sit on the roof and like lower candy down to them, but we, I don't want to deal with a bunch of kids coming up to my door. Basically.
1: No, just leave a bowl out.
0: No, Last time. So, all right. I hate Halloween. I left a bowl out one time in my life and someone came and they took my bowl. I'm pretty sure I mentioned this on the show. You did. You my did. nice I- Ikea bowl. They took, not like a nice Ikea bowl. It was like a $4 bowl, but it was my biggest bowl. It was like, you only have the one big bowl. You don't have like a ton of big bowls. I was so yeah. mad about that.
1: That is pretty nice. I have like this metal tub that's got like a pumpkin face on it like that I bought. It's like It looks like something you would like throw ice in and throw like a few drinks in. Uh, you know, it's like probably 18 inches, 20 inches in diameter. And, uh, I, I've got that for my candy. I, I'm, I love being able to bring it out. I uh, get excited but, when I see that.
0: But are you just going to leave that out there though?
1: No, definitely not. I would yeah. definitely just put it in a shitty Ikea bowl. It's not
0: a shitty Ikea bowl. IKEA makes nice bowls. Yeah. They, they're fine, the but they're, like
1: they're, they're fine, but it's also $4, dude. I
0: <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs>
1: Uh, That's like, so if your bowl is going to get stolen, let it be a $4 Ikea bowl, not like a $25 no, decorative. It's,
0: so I, I'm i extremely mad about the bowl. It's also the principle that someone took all the candy. I, uh,
1: I, no, that is a really shitty thing, but you could like put the bowl out and then you could be on your roof and you could be like, hey. And then have uh you also
0: know, that was water bef- that was before Ada moved in, and we give out full size candy bars now. So I'm not going to put out a, a bowl of full size candy bars that will definitely get taken by literally the first person that walks. Like, up.
1: I I don't know if like kids are even going to trick or treat. I hope they do because it's like pretty mm. socially distant, right? Like I hope you, they don't. Like, I, I don't know. I like there every year we like every year we fearmonger and we talk about how we can take away Halloween from children. Oh. Like <laughs> oh, trunk or treat trunk or treat trunk let me just tell treat. all of you people i don't care about your school parking lot church parking lot oh Walk no, around screw and that. no that is hot garbage trash give your kid a pillowcase and let them wander the night by themselves oh. going to strangers doors when you say it out loud it sounds insane but like like the the amount of kids that were actually ever hurt on Halloween by adults is so low, but the fear mongering is so high. It's just like, come on guys. Like, just, just do the parent thing and like stay like a couple houses behind them, Just enough for you to know where they are. Like, don't, don't do this. I mean, I guess this year, if you're worried about the spread of disease and stuff and you got to take it off, whatever, but don't trunk or treat is so lame. So lame.
0: So I used to, I, I, uh, the one good thing about that is like, I, I've been to a couple of those as a kid. If it happens like the Friday before Halloween and you go cool. like a town over. So like you can get that in addition to real Halloween, which is great. Sure. Yeah, uh, But the whatever. other thing is Lotus like, King. I get like 12 year old kids that come up to my door with their parents and it's like, you're supposed to be having fun at Halloween, not going with your parents on a free candy trip. So yeah, like
1: yeah, I don't know. I've never on. lived
0: through the eighties, but the eighties impression of Halloween to me looks so much more fun than the 2020 uh, it, impression it is. of Halloween.
1: It, it is. It was exactly what you saw, like out in the rain with Dracula face paint on, like face paint running, but you're still going to doors, a sack, you're like two miles from home, it's 10 o'clock. Sounds great. Your parents are just your parents are just like, he'll be home eventually, I guess. Not that my parents are role models or anyone you should take it, but like I was out with other kids. It's not like I was by myself. You're in a mob of children, you know, going door to door and like. Also, know, Halloween to...
0: basically ends at sundown now, so it doesn't even yeah. get dark. No,
1: like it's you ridiculous. weren't supposed to. You weren't even supposed to go out until it was dark. That was yeah. The point, right. That's you what I as have, a
0: kid. Like... I always thought that. Like, I'm like, no, I don't want to go yet. I want to wait until it's like seven p.m. and then we can start.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, then they pull push back daylight savings and like delight light longer you're just like stop this not this is madness you're ruining halloween like and i always figured that like big box stores would be more on my side especially if you're gonna buy halloween decorations for your yard and stuff you want to do that so kids can walk by and see it like uh, these big corporations that sell decorations, you got to get on board with me of shutting down trunk or treat like This is not the way to go. Michael's Crafts probably loves Trunk or Treat because it's like crafty, and You have to think about ways to decorate your stupid trunk to look like a mouth with scary teeth. Yeah, we get it. Everyone's going to do that. Stop it. It's stupid. I
0: don't know what Trunk or Treat is. I thought I got it from context, and now I no longer know what it is. So
1: it's basically Trunk or Treat is a parking lot full of cars. It's just a parking lot. the car
0: trunks. Okay, not like a tree trunk.
1: Yeah. And it's just... Car trunks open and they're like they decorate and candy kids check like, or treat and like a parent throws them some candy out of their awful. trunk.
0: Absolutely terrible, awful.
1: Yeah, hey guys, you want to go wander around the same parking lot for 45 minutes and collect some candy? Yeah. <sighs> shut up, get out of here. All right, on, on
0: a related note, if, if anyone listening has uh teenage children, uh, I do want to say. Because all the small children, they're essentially gone by, like, 8.30, I do appreciate when I get the one guy at, like, 10 p.m. that knocks on my door. I don't even care that you're 16 years old. I'm just happy that someone is still appreciating Halloween at 10 p.m. Because me and my friends, we always, we always stay up. They're probably over till, like, 1 a.m. And we're just, like, yeah. waiting. We don't care that it's 10 p.m. We just want people to knock on the door so we could scare right, them exactly. and that, do our whole bit and all that.
1: Yeah, like, my wife and I usually, like, we carve the pumpkins, usually the the night before or that day like if i've got the day off like we carve in the afternoon like we have people over we make it a day that we're like you know it's a whole day of halloween like put on halloween movies i mean we do that for long before that but like have some specifics for that night we got halloween music i've got the front yard set up i'm like ready come to the door i actually don't care what age you are if you put on a costume and you're 35 and you knock on my door and say trick-or-treat I will give you a treat. That's oh yeah. That that is the look. I think Ada's particular
0: about that, but like whatever. Teenagers, like I want you to be out having fun. So just come get my candy.
1: I don't care how old you are. The proposition is if you put on a costume and you come to my door and you knock and you politely say, trick or treat, I like you're telling me I'm going to trick you like kick your pumpkin or break your window unless you give me a treat <laughs> i'm upholding my side of that compact i'm saying yes i would like no no tricks to happen to me here's a treat be gone goblin that that's the point like just do I it feel like
0: children i don't think we impress into children enough that that is the compact like no kids you have to wreck their shit if they don't give you free candy
1: that's like why do you think pumpkins get smashed and stuff like and houses that Dude, if your house was, like, if we knew you were there and the lights are all off, like, you know what else is in that bag of candy that we used to carry around? F-ing eggs. That's, like, <laughs> we'd have this little, like, carton of eggs in there, and we'd be like, all right, these these ass, like, if you looked like you weren't home, like, and you went away, you took your children somewhere, we were respectful, right? Or they but if the like the note on the
0: door. Yeah, yeah, you look no like trick or you're treaters trying to, here. like...
1: Yeah, trying to hide. Yeah, like, you were definitely getting egged. I was was not out
0: egging anything. I'm still law-abiding rule, not breaking Tyler for everyone's information.
1: uh, TPing eggs, yeah, the the works. Also, look, I I know there's a bunch of different colored pumpkins. I believe, like, you could have some accessibility treats and everything, but, like, this whole thing of, like, well, because my son can't eat peanuts, no one should be able to sell peanuts. Like, I don't want that. That's, look, like, I don't, I hate catering to that idea like let's knowing like my son can't have fun so we're ruining it for everyone I just tell me just tell me like I I need not the candy I will like I, I think like in every bag of candy they should provide like five extra treats that like are like oh this is like this kid's parents don't want him to have sugar so here's like some plastic things that's usually what I have I have like pencils and erasers and like, some other stuff, like, if they're like, I don't want my kid to have candy. I'm willing to do that, but let's not, like, ruin Halloween for everyone based on this idea. Like, the, the deal is candy, and it's trick or be treated. That's, uh, you know, Man, we do uh, not. treat or treat or be tricked. That's that's it. I don't want to do the other thing. I don't want to, like, have to keep, like, a green pumpkin or a blue. Like, I'll have some extra. Everyone just be courteous and, like, we, we can all still have a good time here. We can all do this i upsetting. don't
0: remember what the blue pumpkin thing is anymore but yeah we have that here too and we do not do it i don't know what uh, i'm supposed to stock we just, just stock go candy. buy
1: just go buy like a couple of plastic fangs or the halloween erasers you know that was like a pumpkin or a bat so problem. Like, we don't just,
0: get enough trick-or-treaters like we well, it's pretty you, you dry don't around us, well so. see that's
1: what i'm saying so you buy them one year you go spend twenty dollars one year and you'll have them for like the next five years you just put it All in right. the yeah you're right, in you're right. you buy a decorative bowl right you just keep them in that decorative bowl and then pack it away each year and then you're good. It's no, no big they're
0: going, deal. They're going in my nice IKEA bowl that I no. Go buy a
1: decor. Go buy a decorative bowl and then you're not worried about it. I'm just telling you and buy a bucket or something. Like go buy a metal tin. What are you doing? Trying to keep it like a like this one got a handle. Like when you got a handle, you can like present it to the child and let them pick. You know, yeah, especially this what, year.
0: That's what Ada does. Ada, so she stages it. So if she sees. Uh, kids that she like basically she doesn't like older kids so she sees the older kids she'll throw like airheads on top so she'll hope she'll like the airheads are our candy so she doesn't she'll like bury the reese's which are obviously the best candy
1: yeah right of course um yeah halloween is so much fun johnny it's look,
0: look at how excited we are it's september 2nd
1: i know it's the best i'm so like and it's so sad that it could be ruined this year anyways uh that's it did you play anything
0: I've been playing Minecraft on the video game stage server. Minecraft's great. Uh, Flight
1: Simulator 2020. Nope. I have gone okay. That's it for Tyler. Deep um, into over 24 nope. hours
0: already in the air. Nope.
1: No. Nope. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> um, Killing the people. Yeah. I didn't play anything. Sorry, guys. It's uh, been a rough month. So back at work now, which is great. But uh, also like watching my child all the time because my wife switched to days, at least temporarily. So it it is this learning curve is steep for me. Um. Anyways, that's it for the show. We went over an hour. God. Damn it, Tyler.
0: Uh, an Don't hour know. and 45 minutes. This show is screwed, Johnny. We can't do Ugh. short episodes anymore. Just the two of us on a topic, like four plushie games, whatever we went over. Franklin was a right. bonus, I think. Yeah. This show is too long. Everyone's going to love it that it's long. Except for the th- mythical listeners that you were like, are like, oh, I only want, I just want to get my plushie information like in and out in eight minutes. Well, I, I just know, come here for the plushy information
1: one day when we have an editor and like, we can timestamp, you know, we'll have like the timestamp in the episode. Like that, that'll be a thing. Like, here's your, here's your info collector who, who hates us, but wants our information come to this point of the show, but like, please just let it play in the background. So we get credit for your listen. Great. <laughs> okay. <great. laughs> All right. Uh, that is it for the show. Um, you can find me on, uh, yeah instagram kind of like that uh, man i've been i've not posted anything like in like a week it's been it's been real rough uh not i have not been feeling the social media just because everything is a garbage fire you can find me on uh instagram johnny underscore iucci that's i-u-c-c-i that's how you spell the last name and uh tyler where can we find you
0: uh, also on uh, Instagram, YouTube, probably Video Game Sage. I'm having a great time documenting some Genesis variants with all my people there. Um Are you guys are, do actually
1: you... doing that right now?
0: Yeah, the, the the Genesis variant thread has been pretty active and we're uh, Oh man. We're getting together, getting the band together. I'm opening up sealed games, people are showing me all sorts of stuff I haven't seen before. It's great. Uh man, do You know Daddy Mulks? There. Yeah. Yeah, Daddy Kinda, Mulks like... has been a uh, He's been finding new, like, really, he's going, like, deep. He's, like, opening up boards and being like, so the the general audiences one, according to the PCB revision, came out after the ESRB variant, and that doesn't make sense. Is the general audiences one a mistake? Because the ESRB should be the first print. And I'm like, dude, you were going too deep for me. I don't know. Uh,
1: I wonder if the boards were, just, like, they just had old boards at that factory uh, mm. that were already printed, right? But that the date sense. code,
0: I think, is on the ROM chip. <laughs> Uh, maybe i don't know maybe the brom chip uh,
1: but but is the is the esrb like does that like the rating doesn't show up on the game so there's no rating programmed into the game it's just a cosmetic item on the box yeah um so. well
0: it's also on the cartridge but
1: uh well but again that's a cosmetic item. you could have like i'm saying you could have all the boards yeah. pre-printed and then like like if you just have a stock of old boards that's how it would happen
0: Genesis don't try to look into Genesis variants. If you are looking into Genesis variants, please come to video game sage where we've got a great thread and a great spreadsheet, but Oh my God, what a nightmare. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I just mentioned him
0: specifically because he's like, uh, Johnny's cardboard box videos from years ago. were a huge first step in documenting a lot of this stuff. So he was given props to you for being a Genesis pioneer.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Thank you, man. Uh, but, and I'll tell, I'll tell you guys in the world, uh, and I've said it before. Genesis collecting, uh, as far as like the variance and the inconsistency, is a nightmare. Tyler, I know you've just experienced this yourself. Not- you can open two games that look identical. Same print. It's like same factory. Everything. Open them up, and they will be different on the inside. This happens. It's not like rare that it happens. It just happens with some regularity. And Tyler, this just happened to you, right? So,
0: yeah. So, um, a lot of EA Sports games have the... EA first round limited edition and the serial numbers go up into the tens of thousands. There are tons of these quote unquote first print limited editions and the serial numbers either have no letter or they have letters from like A through M. So I had a serial number in the C's and a serial number in the J's of the first round limited edition of, uh, what was it? NBA showdown 94. And one of the inserts was different. There was a pog on one insert and there was no pog on the other insert and the folder was folded one way in the first one and folded kind of backwards in the second one minor differences no one should care about but they're the first round limited edition of the same game
1: crazy yeah, so, genesis
0: is crazy
1: so here's how that happens so remember nintendo was a big evil overlord that like was very strict about the regulations and like what kind of cards you could do genesis had to cut deals with third parties and say you can kind of do whatever you want. they also gave more freedom to their factories and everything so it just was not as regimented so you know that same kind of precision control did not happen game to game so you will like there are mistakes that happen in nintendo games where there's like differences from factory to factory and print to print but in genesis you can be in the same print get the same different thing i remember i opened up like three games found that out and i think they were all ea games uh maybe and that's the problem and i was just like nope i'm over this but i had like <laughs> two castlevania games that were the same too and like everything is the same and they came with different inserts and i was pretty sure like they were original owners both of them and like brand new and i was just like nope this is uh this this is impossible you can't you can't do it there there will never be consistent information and you will always just be arguing with someone who remembers it differently or says differently so i'm, I'm not going to do this Yep. But I'm curious to see what variants you guys are finding. So I'm going to pop in there now. All right. That's it for the show today. Also, remember that just because Stefan isn't here doesn't mean he doesn't exist. Find him uh, on the Art of NP because that's where he likes to be most of the time on Twitter and uh, as Archon1981 here on Instagram. I say here on Instagram, like this is where (laughs) we we host the show. Um, Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's that. And let's see. Do we have anything else to announce, Tyler? Any. Any Patreon news you want to pop out?
0: Uh, we got the Patreon going on, which uh, gonna, we don't, so don't look for it. Um, yeah.
1: no uh, but we did have. Oh man, I don't. I didn't write his name down. I forgot it. Uh, but we did have someone who like dolled up a server. I had a really bad version, so we do have. Um, we do have a server coming on for Discord that will be part of it. I think, and uh, I think a precursor to that is I might do a claim sale, uh, just with some of my extra stuff, since I can't go to a convention because. I have to pay all the yearly fees for all the stuff and that comes out of my pocket. So uh I'm not asking I'm not e-begging yet, but uh maybe you guys wanna buy my doubles uh and support support the show that way. But we we will have a Patreon one day. Just wait for it. We got pogs for Patreons coming. We got a Discord server. Is that a spoiler? Gonna...
0: Did we already say that on the show?
1: I think we did. We said it last okay. time we we got uh we're going to have, uh, you know, box protectors at any, any convention we have. If you're a, if you're a Patreon, we'll give you a box protector. I love that idea. Like <laughs> we know what you're here for. I just think that's funny. Um, so anyways, we got that and a few other ideas, uh, but again, don't expect uh consistent shows, uh, or anything. Cause that's not why we're here. I don't know who your comment to that was. I uh, was it Andrew that who said something to us about uh, consistent, you said something about consistent shows. What was that? You were uh, very sarcastic.
0: The show came too quickly after the last show, even oh, though yeah. there was like a three week gap in between shows. And they because, were both like
1: three hour episodes. Yeah. Yeah. It's too fast for him. Get out of here. Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> Love you. You know what? Don't ridiculous. worry. We screwed
0: him over because I, I bet he's a big N64 collector. I bet he doesn't have Rampage. And someone out there is going to be like, God damn it. They did a show on Rampage. Everyone's going to be looking. They're going to add that to their eBay save searches
1: now. I I I I wonder if we affect the market at all. It would be ridiculous if we did, but maybe we do. Anyways, uh, I think that's it. Oh, shout out to our our one true sponsor, Red the Game Shark. Remember <laughs> when you were shopping for import games, go to Cheap Cheap Games. Hit up Red the Game Shark for all your import needs. He'll take care of you like no one else would. I you know we missed it. It was Shark Week just a few weeks ago, but there's still blood in the water. On cheap cheap games, get your import games at cheap cheap games. Contact Red the Game Shark. There we go. Got our sponsorship. Uh, one more
0: there. shout out. You can go to Robin Mahara Games on Instagram or eBay. And I'm just shouting shouting out Robin because uh, I bought a game from him uh, on eBay, and he included it uh, on the internal box. He shipped it double boxed because he is a a high end collector, and a gentleman who understands things. Yes, a scholar. Um, And he wrote in all caps, like, have me on your show. Uh, I don't like interview episodes, but maybe.
1: um, Robin, Robin we'll we'll get you on the show. You're heard, okay? You're heard. Like, this is a Tyler problem. You notice there's a correlation of interview episodes dying and Tyler joining the show.
0: Oh, that's me. We did have that one Harry Potter lady on. (laughs) Which I did. That's such a dismissive way to say it. I'm so sorry. I should uh, quickly edit in her name there
1: it's all the pretty books on instagram her name is carly same as my wife but hers is with a y huh. very nice lady so anyways that's Come it for the four show minutes
0: we can hit two hours johnny
1: oh i'm sure we can put some filler in there remember we got the intro all that right you still gotta do so or that i gotta do one of the two we'll get there don't worry all right that's it bye